When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. You don't know how long you have the people in your life, so you have to love hard while you can. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. I accidentally have video on. Yeah, I don't like it. And we're in I person. I stared at myself for the last Can I... hour. <laughs> Stop video. Thank you so much. There we go. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you so much. How the heck are you? I'm okay. We're in person. I know. I get to see your face. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Get over here. What are you doing? In my tiny little office with my really stinky dog. Yeah. And this might be my last time being here. Yeah. It's if we're at your house, the kids are screaming and loud. Yes. But here the dogs are quiet, but somebody's very gassy. It's a very small office. And you're trying to blame it on the dog. <laughs> Listen, this is the benefit of dogs. If there's ever a stink, it's always it's a dog. It's never you. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? What's up? What's up? Whoa. I don't. What's the scuttlebutt? <laughs> no, I don't like that. I think I had a great week I'm still loving my new job I feel like you're in the like new job like processing too much information not sure what is happening having to remember so much and yeah it's all-encompassing it's all-encompassing so I'm tired a lot because my brain is just full yeah like I'm stoked to go to work every day that's awesome and like the ladies I work with are so nice that like the greater team the bigger team is so nice yeah we like went to have a meeting the other day And we all went into the boardroom and they were like, you guys want to go for ice cream? Yeah. And yes. Yes. Of course. All 20 of us or whatever, because we're at the zoo, we just walked to get ice cream. That's amazing. And then had ice cream during the meeting. That's the best kind of meeting you could have. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. I felt like I had something to say or tell you about. Okay. I went to a Burton Cummings concert last week. Yes, you did. And for anybody that doesn't know, Burton Cummings is a Canadian classic rock icon. Okay. He was very big in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. He was in a band called The Guess Who, then went solo, bunch of gold records. He's from Winnipeg, which is where I'm from. And I grew up with my dad and all of his brothers listening to his yeah. music. So I know all of his music. I've been to one of his concerts before. And then we were supposed to go for New Year's, but COVID shut it down. So right. then we went last week. It was rebooked. I never would have guessed that I- Perfect storm. Yeah, that I would spend the evening 
sobbing at a concert. <laughs> Lindsay had to run out to the car to put it. We bought shirts. So she ran out, put the shirts away. She came back and I just had tears. You know, and tears like well up in your eyes and yes. you know, if you blink, they're going to yes, fall. Absolutely. So you don't blink. You just yeah. like keep you just your hope that they like absorb back. Yeah. Into your you're eyes. like, how do I have? Yeah. yeah. And she was like, is everything okay? And then I just blinked and they started coming out of my eyes and I was like, I didn't anticipate that every man here was going to look like my dad, yeah. who's for anybody listening. My dad just died in February. Grief is funny. Isn't it is a hoot? It, oh, it's a hoot <laughs> it's and a, a half. Hoot. What a hoot. That grief. Ah. <laughs> so then she's like, it's okay. Just let it out. And then I spent. And she would regret that. <laughs> thankfully, the lights are low in a concert oh, because God. I literally just sobbed. And saying, I could imagine Bert being like, I keep hearing the sniffling. Can we <laughs> stop that, please? I know. It's I distracting. Yeah, I just cry. I didn't even expect it. And then I also took a pause in crying because I stood up to some bullies. Oh, yeah. You had to. You had I know. To... I bre- I told you this story over drinks during our wet Wednesday. You did. But I put it on the thing to talk about in today. So I'll just give the like shorter version. Notes, yes. So this group showed up late entire row in front of us they were probably like late 40s to early 50s thought that the entire concert was just for them yeah they thought this concert Bert was there for them specifically standing swaying shouting this is not this type of concert no Burton is going to be 75 we're all sitting clapping yeah. cheering hooting yeah. but we're not up and on the chairs dancing we're not moshing yeah yeah so then well, Burton is talking and he's talking about how he came up with some lyrics to one of the songs. I just realized that his name is Burton. The way that you were saying it was Burton Cummings. I thought it was like Bert and Cummings. <laughs> no, it's just one guy. It's not I Butch Cassidy. And Burton. Yeah, no, Burton. Okay. He's talking and then the group in front of us is just yammering on so loud, not about anything, the concert. So the guy in front of them, Norm, we yeah, named him, yeah. turned around and was like, hey guys, can you just keep it down? I can't hear Burton on stage and we're here to listen to him, yeah. not you. Yeah. And this, I can't remember what we named them. Karen and Richard? It wasn't Karen though. It was like Richard and Trish. Oh, Trish. Yeah. So they were like directly in front of me mm-hmm. and Lindsay. They were like, shut up, man. Shut up. It's a concert. God, it's a concert, man. And like, calm down. Ugh. Yeah. And they spent the next like three. So it was bad enough. Trish was doing that thing at concerts where she was holding up her phone above her head, recording every song. So we had to watch the concert. She's definitely going to watch again at a later date. Yeah. It's not, what are you going to do with this content? Because I paid for my tickets just like you. Yeah. And now I'm watching the concert through your phone. Mm Like, it's fine to take a picture, take a little 10 second video. but And so they were bullying this guy, Norm, we called him. They were pretending to fall and push him. They were like getting up with their drink and pretending to accidentally spill it. And then Norm went to take a picture respectfully, like not blocking yeah. anybody. And they pretended to knock the phone out of his hand. And I was getting so mad. And while I'm crying, <sighs> singing Stand Tall by yeah, Burton Cummings. And then I don't know what the gut, what happened, but the bully man was like, said something about this guy and his panties. And I 
lost it. Yeah. I like tapped both of them on the shoulder and they turned around and I was like, you two are being bullies and you need to cut it out. I said, it's bad enough that I've had to watch this concert through your phone. The way you're acting is absolutely awful. Sit down and just watch this concert. Oh my god! And then the woman was like, shut it up. Shut. I, she said something like, shut it up. yeah, like she said something that didn't quite make sense, but oh, it was Trish. like, yeah. But then they just sat and sulked. That's amazing. But for like, the rest of so, the concert. like how old are you and then the lady beside me was like yeah you tell him because she had yelled shut up quietly at them at one point and yeah like she was just little and unsure and I was like crying because my dad yeah, and yeah. I was like thanks it's just that my dad just died and he loved Burton Cummings and I'm here and they're ruining it and then she started crying and we me and the stranger lady had a moment Lindsay's just like oh my oh god, my god. Oh, that's just so frustrating. Not cool. Not cool. I'm glad that you stood up to them. The other thing that I wanted to tell you. So I don't know. Trigger warning. I'm going to talk about a menstrual cup. Okay. When I say the word cup pop, (gasps) do you know what I mean? No, I hate that. (laughs) Is it when it goes from being crunched to like, open? okay. Okay. Is that a thing you've experienced? I Like, I think I'm doing something wrong because it's always like 45 seconds later to up to five minutes later. So I always make sure that mine is popped before I go about my business. I think that's what I'm not doing because I go and do my business (laughs) and then, yeah, yes, this is what I'm saying. And so, but what the term cup pop always happens, like I'll be walking down the hallway at work or like in uh, anywhere. And then I'm like, oh, cup pop. Uh, no, I just make sure that mine pops before I move on. Right. With my life. All right. That's funny. Yeah. It's, I enjoy that. I'm so sorry to keep you awake. <sighs> I did offer you coffee. No, Why no, 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 no. Tell me about you. Your kids start school a week-ish. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm like not prepared. Yeah. Who is? I'm not going to know who their teacher is and where like anything until like the 29th, which is cutting it a little close. Yeah. But that's okay. We got to figure out my oldest needs to take the city bus. So we have to figure that out. Map the route. My only day off on Wednesday, I have three appointments. Ugh. So yeah, there's a lot going on and I'm very busy and it's going to be interesting. Yeah. We don't have any like indoor shoes yet. We haven't gotten any clothes yet. We don't really have anything going on. I remember that was such a big deal. Oh yeah. But like now as an adult, I'm like, what's the big deal? My kids have clothes. So like they don't need new clothes. Like they need indoor shoes. Sure. Yeah. But they don't really need a whole new outfit. And I think they get all their supplies from the school. They do. Yeah. Because they're changing school districts. Yeah. Groups. Yeah. They do. So that's nice. I don't have to worry about that because back to school shopping is. I have done it as a child years in a row. I freaking loved it. Oh yeah. Five star notebooks. As an adult. Like absolutely not. Run me me over with a car instead. I I appreciate it. it. Hate it. You know what I don't hate? Our Patreon. Oh my God. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. We have a Patreon. We do. It's going really well. It is. I just can't believe that we're lucky enough that people like us and want to support the work that we do mm-hmm. and enjoy extra content. You know, every time I, we get a new Patreon email, it's like, oh, gee. I know. Yeah, it's so fun. We just filmed our third Wet Wednesday. Oh, God. It was off the rails. It was off the rails. It was so much fun. We filmed. We, we filmed. We recorded with Amanda and Jody from We Love to Hate TV. Yeah. It went on so many different journeys. 
Yeah. So I'll back it up. So Patreon, for those that don't know, it's a monthly subscription and a great way to support the work that we do. And as a thank you for your subscription, which is as low as $5 a month, you get access to bonus materials. So we've got over uh, over 63 bonus episodes that you're never going to hear on the main feed okay. over on our Patreon. And we do draws, giveaways, you get discounted merch at our top two tiers. And we just launched the newest tier, which includes one monthly video episode of what Wednesdays. Yeah. And, and it's so yeah, we have a different guest every time, except for Lindsay. She seems to be a permanent guest because she just lives here and <laughs> we're having a drink. <laughs> and we have a drink and we or two or, or, three, or as a many, bottle of wine. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> we had a whole bottle of wine this week. We just see where the conversation leads. We start with one topic. Yeah. And man, does it go. Do we know how to do we know how to segue? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. This week I had a sick child yeah sleeping behind me during most of the recording and then she did get up at one point to throw up yeah but we, you know we carried we on keep going on keep, yeah keep trucking that's what you got to do it's, it's what we do for our people for our patrons and our loved ones right um, all right what are you doing you're just bouncing <laughs> your boobs. boobs my god um it is hot in here the fan got turned <gasps> we had the fan blowing on us and now it's facing the wrong way all right, let's get into it with today's episode. We're going to talk to Kayla. I know. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Hello, Kayla. Hi. How are you? I'm still here. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that this week, this weekend. It is so nice to meet you. Likewise, and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I love that we connected over the YYC Woman a Day. You saw our post and you started off your message with, here's how my 2022 has been so far. And it sounds <laughs> like a lot. I saw your future because I follow them since my future a couple of years ago. Oh. And uh, it's really cool to meet women that way. I've yeah. met some really amazing women that I've actually worked with since just from that page. So oh, cool. it's great for making connections. I love that. That's really cool. I did not know that you were also featured. That's amazing. You'd have to scroll back a fairly long way. <laughs> yeah, I've been following them for a while, so I might have seen it and just maybe didn't put the connection together. So you are local to Calgary, just like us. We love that. Why don't we have you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, and then we'll get into how your 2022 has been going. Yeah. As you said, my name is Kayla. I am married, have three children, boy, girl, girl. They're fantastic. Obviously, the light of our lives. I work in mental health specifically and women empowerment, women's health. I teach women's health. I own a business that does so and affords women the opportunity to explore self-evolution. And other than that, not too exciting. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're like an everyday person. I love that. Pretty much. And so you guys, did your 2022 start out with COVID? Was that the first? Yeah, similar to a lot of people. December, January started out with COVID. We didn't realize it for the longest time. We were sick. We were sick for about 15 days and didn't figure it out till about day seven or eight that it was actually COVID because we kept testing negative. Yeah. And then when we finally started to feel a little bit better, all of a sudden it was like, oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> no. What were your so, symptoms? Uh, everything. Like it, they were textbook. My husband and I probably had it the worst out of all five of us, but we even coughed up blood at one point in time. It was disgusting. And oh, horrible. God. 
So got it over and done with, or so we thought. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, that was December. So COVID finally went through our house. And then two weeks later, just when we were out allowed out again in civilization past our quarantine period, <laughs> both our girls, we went to visit my grandparents, and they both ate something at blueberries, believe it or not. One of the highest fruits that spread food poisoning. Oh my and god! Our girls got food poisoning that week. Our older one is a bit bigger, so she was able to metabolize it better. And then our baby, we ended up in the hospital that night. She started puking, and of course, it did blueberries. And I was over at someone's house where the carpets were wet, the couch was oh, wet. Of course, god. You know, everything was fine. I was like, oh yeah. Man. And there's purple blueberry puke everywhere. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but we should probably go home. And then she didn't stop puking. We ended up taking her to the hospital that night because she became lethargic. I couldn't wake her up. It was oh. not a fun scene. She got a little bit of intervention there. Then we were like, okay, she'll feel better in the next few days and that'll be it. And it wasn't. It was just, this was just like the start of a storm that oh, <laughs> has no. lasted all the way to August. And then she started having these really random episodes of pain. And at first, I, I thought it was maybe a behavior thing because it was unusual. But sometimes you hear of kids smacking their head on the floor because it's a stimulus. They're like, oh, that was interesting. And they feel something. They get some feedback from it. So it's, yeah. sometimes you try that. And so I was like, okay, whatever. She's going through a phase. But then it didn't stop. And it got worse. And it would last longer. So one day I was in Costco. I think it was a Saturday. And she started bashing her head and screaming on the metal cart that I was oh, driving. No. And it was oh my God. horrific. I, like we had people staring at us like, control your child. And I was like, she's sick. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on. And at that point, my grandma was with me. And I was like, maybe I'm just going to try something. So I was like, you go that way. You go do the meat department, get what you need. I'm going to go to the pharmacy, check on my prescription, and we'll see how it goes. I kid you not, I could hear her screaming from the other end of Costco. And So your grandma took your daughter? So yeah, she took the yeah. kids and went one way and I went the other. And I just, I, it was like gut-wrenching. I could hear her Aww. screaming. And she just, she like had this bump on her forehead from where she had been bashing her head on the cart. And she'd already started to develop a big bump in the back of her head from when she was smashing it on the floor. And oh, no. I mean, we went through everything. She's like, is she having seizures? Does her temperature change? Does her, do her eyes change? Does her blood pressure change? Like it, we were looking at everything. And 10 months old, and they can't yet. tell you. They don't no. have the words to say what's happening. Exactly. So I finally, I caught one of these episodes on video. She was in her little extra saucer and you can see her just like throwing her head around and bashing it on anything she could. And she had a cute little headband on. She ripped it off and she was like holding her head and like crying in pain. And oh, no. I was like, this isn't normal. And so I finally got a video and I sent it to the pediatrician. And he's like, hey, come in and let's chat. Because he's like, you're right, this isn't normal. But it wasn't like I could guarantee what was going to happen or for how long or if there was any triggers. Because we were like, maybe it's weather related. She gets a headache. Wasn't that. Maybe it's she's sensitive to light wasn't that can we try and distract her wasn't that and finally when I was in the pediatrician's office she had an episode when I was standing there and I almost dropped her because she would flail and this is a 10 month old baby and she was just like th th throwing her body everywhere and hitting her head off my chest and I actually started to get bruises from where she oh. would smash her chat my hurt my chest with her head and the poor kid like it, it was horrific horrific the pediatrician he's like i've been practicing for 35 38 years and i've never seen anything like it and he's like you do well to take her to children's yeah and we went back to children's this is the second time in a week that we've been there they were really good i'll give it to them they were really good we saw a doc who also does functional med and she's like okay let's take a look she ultrasounded every major organ in her body 
to make sure it wasn't like Miss C, which is a common complication of COVID in kids. I made sure it wasn't intussusception, which can happen. Made sure it wasn't a whole long list of things. And nothing came about it. Her blood work was normal. Like she didn't have UTI, like things you would look for in kids that can't talk, right? Nothing. She's like, okay, I can't give you any advice because I don't know what it is. It could be GERD and she's struggling a little bit with like pressure in her chest and her tummy. Here's a list of things you can try. So I mean, we started trying to sleep her on an angle at night and we tried to, there was a whole bunch of things that we tried. Nothing really. get a 10 month old to sleep on an angle? Oh, you put their, yeah. you put, you prop up their mattress with like blankets and stuff. Yeah. Or you can get like, a little oh. crib wedge that fits underneath the mattress and it's just a couple inches. Like you hardly notice, but oh. it seems to make a difference. Like, I pictured, I don't know, trying to convince her to lay on a... <laughs> You sleep standing up. <laughs> yeah. From the non-parent over here. All right. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it, I wouldn't say it helped or made anything worse, but it was just, it was one of those things that we tried to say we tried it, but mm. nothing like it just, it kept going and it got worse. There were a couple of weekends where she would start crying late Friday night and she wouldn't stop crying till like late Sunday night, early Sunday or Monday morning. Oh. And it was like, it was hard on me. Of course, yeah. my husband's working and the other two kids are starting to act out because, oh, why is the baby getting so much attention? Yeah. And it's hard to explain to a three and five-year-old baby's in pain and I have to. I can't put her down or she starts bashing her head. I can't make supper right now. You're going to have to wait or we're going to have yeah. to up again because... I can't put her down or she's going to whack her head or she's just going to cry. And it was horrible. And so they were struggling with that. And that that wasn't super fun. But I think over time, they started to realize she's a bit of a danger to herself. Right. There was a couple of times where it got really bad and I took her back to the hospital. I think we were there five, six, seven times. And each time I went to the pediatrician, he's like, she needs a head CT. And we knew that. And it was one of those things, though, they're exposed to a bit of radiation. So is it worth the risk? Is it not? And so we were kind of, it was our last ditch effort. So we were like, okay, last resort, we'll get there if we need to. And so over the course of a few months, when it didn't get better, it got worse. Actually, there was quite a few times in a couple of weeks where she stopped breathing multiple times a night. Oh my God. And I was like, I don't know what the problem is. So we went back. There was one pediatrician at children's I showed him the video I told him what was going on I was like she's had all the blood work you could do she's had all the testing you can do aside from an MRI and CT and he's like I don't know why you're here she's beautiful go home what I think that was the point where I just wow yeah (laughs) and I come from a medical background so I was like if I'm here you should be worried Yeah. yeah I'm the last person that will bring my kid to a hospital because I can probably deal with it at home. Anyways, yeah. I was not in the mood to fight. I it was three o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'll go home and talk to the pediatrician tomorrow. Peds actually ended up calling Peds Neurology. And she was a game changer for us. We'll always be super grateful for her. We went to her and she was like, yeah, totally not normal. Saw the video. She was like, there's something going on. She localizes to her head. It's got to be something up there. She, she stopped breathing. You need to go and have a stat head CT. So... We did that and it didn't show anything, but there's that piece of, she needs the MRI, but it's an eight month wait. The CT didn't show anything. And at this point we're worried about PRI malformation, which after the CT, we knew it wasn't. Then we were worried about a small, tiny tumor on her brainstem, which wouldn't show up in a CT. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, you need an MRI. We're put on the wait list. The wait list across the country is anywhere from eight to 12 months. Oh my! And we're like, God. if she's got a brain tumor on her brainstem, we don't have eight to 12 months. Yeah. Not to so mention she's hurting herself. Absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's 
taken a huge toll on our family. We went out for dinner one night and we all left in tears. Like I left a bucket of anxiety. I was like, I'm going home. I I can't deal with this. I know what it's like to have a child who's crying so much and you're so sleep deprived and you think this is not a safe situation for either of us to be in right now. But to have a child who's... You anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you should be loving and patient and everything, but it really messes with your mental health. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So and to have that yeah. constantly is just unbelievable. Yeah. I used to say that if you ever wanted to torture somebody, just stick them in a room with a oh. tape of a crying baby and you oh, not yeah. being able to help them because it is, it's awful. It's torture. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually torture. Even as someone that works in mental health and knows all the tips, tricks, you name it, I was yeah. struggling really yeah. hard yeah. struggling. I actually, I went to the gal that I go for like regular mental health maintenance, we'll call it. She's like, I feel like though, if I give you these tips, you're going to use them and then add on more stress. And I was like, no, here, I'm here for survival techniques. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like barely surviving. We explored this for a long time. The neurologist was like, Kate, I'm going to send you down to Salt Lake City. They have oh the best God. primary research center for pediatrics. I was like, okay, we'll do what we got to do. And due to like our current vaccination status, due to the fact that travel was still a little iffy, it was a headache and a half. Like I had to go to the Canadian government, like CDC. I had to go to the the American government. I had to get permission from four different higher ups in order to get on an airplane. It was so, so complicated. And we got to Salt Lake City. Was it just you and and your daughter? Just her and I. Yeah. And yeah, traveling along with an infant is uh, <laughs> quite an adventure. I'll, I'll say that. So we got to Salt Lake City. She had her MRI. I know a little bit about how hospitals work here in Canada, but not so much about the United States. And I'm lucky enough to be part of the PMG group, the Physician Moms group, which has been an incredible support system for us. So I, I went down there. I met some people I'd been in contact with. And they were amazing. They were so good to us. The anesthesiologist down there, I explained, I was like, I'm nervous. I'm not an American physician. I don't know how this stuff works. Not an American hospitalist, but I don't want you to take my baby away from me. And he's like, okay, I'll make you a deal. Because normally they just take the baby and you see them an hour and a half later. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not cool with that. He's like, okay, I'll make you a deal. I know your background. I know your history. I know what you do. You can come back with me and you can put her to sleep yourself. Aww. So, yeah, <laughs> as I get all choked up, um, I actually sedated her myself. And um, I think leaving her was the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, my God. December, it was just heard me fighting yeah. for whatever's going on. Yeah. yeah. And it's me advocating for every single day at the hospital, every single appointment, every single doctor, every single nurse, every staff. It was like I had to be there present on all the time. And it was just her and me. And we had this inseparable bond because she knew that I would take care of her. Yeah. And it was stressful. So I had to walk away. But of course, everything went well. And the report was actually positive. It wasn't, there was no tumor on her brainstem, which was a huge relief. So we were able to come home with good news, thankfully. And genetics finally got back to us after, because we did a chromosomal microarray to figure out to see if it was genetic. And so we opened a bit of a can of worms there because there was there's a potential that all three of our kids actually have this rare genetic deletion. Rare, I mean, as in they've seen it in one other family and there's no evidence of what it does or doesn't do. Or <laughs> So it's to our knowledge, it doesn't do anything yet. 
Right. So we're waiting to hear from genetics to do some further exome testing and stuff like that with all of our kids and my, my husband and I to figure out whose genetics suck. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Like during that time, imagine the size of an 11 month old and she was already small. And then during that point in time, she lost 22% of her, bo- her body weight. So then oh she was failure to thrive. It was rough. It was definitely a rough moment in our life. And I think what I learned from that, though, is that it, it taught us to love harder. When you're going through something, just love the people you're with. Love yourself. Yeah. Give yourself grace. Love harder. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of the time, everything else is out of your control. But that's not. And so then February... As we're going through all of this with our own kids, our six-month-old nephew was born, and he was born, I guess that would have put him in August, so February. He spent his life, his six months, on life support in PICU, and he finally died in, in February, and that was horrible. Because of COVID, my husband and I, who would have liked to be there as much as possible, it was only a week before he died that we actually got to spend with him. So we were there almost every day, like reading to him, singing to yeah. him, rocking him. And at that point, we didn't know if he could hear. We didn't know if he could see. We didn't know if he could feel much. But we're like, whatever he can in his little existence, at least he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, grief is an evil thing. <laughs> oh, but again, like it, it teaches you to love harder. You don't know how long you have the people in your life. So you yeah. have to love while you can yeah so april was our trip to utah we came back with a huge eight thousand dollar hospital bill which will be exciting to pay but i guess worth it knowing that our daughter was okay and so is that not covered by alberta health and it's not covered by our insurance but the advice that was given to us is that because it was emergent and there was no way for us to get it here in canada Mm -hmm. technically alberta health should cover it because there was no other option yeah. Right. So that is the hope. I have to deal with that this week. So <laughs> wish mm. us luck. Yeah. So then I think we're at April now, April, May. Landlord decides he wants to sell. We've been renting because Nick has moved around a bit for work and it didn't make sense to buy. So landlord decides he wants to sell and then proceeds to ghost us for a month. And then during May, my husband was actually diagnosed with an incurable lung disease, which was a bit of a shock to the system. I finally sent him to a walk-in after, since having COVID, he couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like he was one foot in the grave. He could hardly breathe. His heart was pounding out of his chest. It wasn't a pretty scene. He had a shower one day. I came out of the shower and could hardly breathe. Just the density of the humidity. And I was like, you need to go and sit that scene too. He's like, no, I'll be fine. I was like, get out. <laughs> and was yeah, he was otherwise right. healthy pre-COVID? Totally yeah. healthy 30-something year old. Yeah, totally yeah. healthy. He hasn't always been the kindest to his body. I'll give him that. Yeah. But apparently, like, the doctor said he's near as healthy as they get. He went and had a CT that day. He spent 11 hours in merge. And that night, he was diagnosed with pulmonary sarcoidosis. And so they're like, Kate, as of today, you're not working anymore. For the next at least eight weeks, you're on these horrible medications that will make you feel all sorts of ways, but hopefully it will kick the infection in your lungs and help get rid of what we can of the sarcoidosis. And the thing about this disease is that what happens is almost completely luck of the draw. You could do really well and get better and never have an issue again. You could do well, get better, and occasionally have an issue. You could stay the same and just always have issues, great, small, whatever. Or you could never get better and actually get a lot worse. Wow. Uh, and I guess in most extreme cases, some people have double lung transplants. Wow. Or it goes to their heart or it goes to their brain. And I guess my understanding is that if it does end up in your heart, you have about 90 days to live, which is oh. horrifying. 
So we're like, don't go to your heart. Don't go to your eyes. Don't go to your brain. Just, just stay put and get better. And it's oh the only gosh. thing to take this medication and then see how it's, how it's, it's responded. Just, that's about all they can do. So he's been on some ugly medications. Some of them are actually cancer drugs. While all this is happening, your daughter is still having episodes. Thankfully, those have stopped now. They started to slow down April, May. So she was getting, we were starting to see less and less, thankfully, as this started to become a problem. So it was like graduating out of one thing and then escalating into another thing, <sighs> which was, we, you know what? I got to hand it to us. So we did really well. Like, yeah, this was a pound of bricks in the face, but we just were like, okay, it is what it is. We can't do anything. But at least Nick, my husband can speak he can tell me what's wrong he can explain to the right. doctors what he's feeling what he needs and so I think in that regard it was slightly less torturous yeah <laughs> yeah and he can advocate for himself although the process has been kind of ugly with all the tests and biopsies and whatever he's had to have it's it's not been pretty but I think it's been a little bit easier to manage just because it's him and he's tough and he, if he needs something he'll ask for it yeah. yeah. Um, and is this because of COVID or is this just like a you know what? thing? I, that he's- it's hard to say. The history of why someone gets sarcoidosis anywhere it, for any reason, there is not. It's not wow. because you smoke. It's not necessarily because you got an infection. It's not any one particular thing. They say some people have it and never realize it. But sometimes there's that one thing that just sets it off. He's maybe always had it. And then COVID was like the last straw. Right. And his body's yeah. like, yeah can't do it and so sarcoidosis is where you're it's an autoimmune disease where your body essentially starts attacking itself so his lungs his healthy cells and his lungs were starting to attack his healthy cells and as well as the non-healthy cells and it was just it was a bit of a disaster hopefully hopefully he is getting better he can actually do a flight of stairs now which is wow wow and he's hopefully by fall he can stop the medication he's on and then hopefully never have to go on them again yeah. And then will he be monitored regularly? Will he go yeah. for CTs regularly? Yeah, that'll just be a fact of life. And then if he gets an infection, he has to be very careful. He might have to go back on some medication if he does. It, it'll be a lifetime of trying things. It'll be a permanent right. experimentation, I think, which isn't great, but it is what yeah. it is. And we'll deal with it as we go. And will he go back to work? Hopefully. We'll know more around the 16th of August, whether or not he can start working again. So hopefully before winter, hopefully. Yeah. A lot of things yeah. are just hope. Right now. But again, I think the theme through all of this is just, you got to love what you have. I love my husband to pieces. I don't know what we would do without him. He's the rock in our house. And he's, he's been describing a situation. He's like, I felt since December, like I had one foot in the grave. I was like, don't say that. <laughs> like, I need yeah. you. And I think our relationship has grown a bit because there's so much we've had to rely on each other for. He couldn't work. So I needed to start doing a little bit more. And there was some a lot of give and take. As long as I was cooking meals, he would look after the kids as if the diapers and everything were on the main floor no problem he could do it yeah. and he was more than willing to do it but as soon as he had to start climbing stairs or like mowing uh, the lawn wasn't an option we didn't oh want to aggravate his lawn either yeah so there, yeah there was a lot of give and take but he's been amazing so I think loving a little harder has been good, a good lesson for 2022 and although our landlord has made us love him a little less <laughs> <laughs> I think the house actually goes for sale this week maybe on the yeah. side of my front lawn. where It's going to be a little tricky, I think, without Nick's income, trying to find a new place, whether we buy yeah. or rent or whatever. But all will be known in due time. We had to, our landlords decided to sell and we had to be out by 
the end of April and finding a rental, especially because I've always joked like on paper, I'm a horrible option because I've got, I'm a single mom with five kids and no money. So it's nobody's going to want to rent to me. But the last week of April, we found a place. Amazing. Um, I'm so glad. But for (laughs) a good chunk there, we didn't know where we were going to live. Yeah. It's a horrible feeling. You're like, I'm homeless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've never been good with the unknown. I've always been better if I know the plan. And it's what happens when you, everything's going smoothly. And then all of a sudden the bottom drops out and you have to figure out what's the next step and how are we going to get through this now that everything has changed. Exactly. Love a little Um, harder. Everything gets a little bit easier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Our middle child's middle name is Grace. And I was like, Aww. This is a very good time to remember. Just have some more grace. grace. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So where yeah. are things at with your youngest daughter? Are you still doing testing? Are you waiting on anything? Or is it just sit back and wait and see? It's a bit of both. All of the episodes have stopped. Like I said, we opened a bit of a can of worms with this genetic thing. And so they will, they will want to follow us for the indefinite time being and figure out what this genetic thing does. It'll be, I think, a more of a lifetime ongoing situation and I'm curious to what it'll look like just maybe yeah. when kids struggles in school a little bit maybe that's why or one of them was a late walker by a fair bit and maybe that's why right, and right. we might not ever have the answers but it'll be interesting to keep it in the back of our mind that there's this option maybe one of your kids is struggling it's not their fault it's genetic and there's a way to help them or there's resources out there and it might be really simple and we might not ever notice an impact or we might. And at this point, we'll just cross those bridges when we come to them. Hopefully too, with medical advancements, the way science works, you may get more and more information. And then by the time, if your kids choose to have kids, the information will be so much more clear. Yeah. Our kids will be the guinea pigs for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is the hard thing though. When you are advocating for your child, and you are trying to convince medical professionals that there's something wrong. But if you don't find that answer, the what the what is wrong answer, then you're stuck in the, I don't know, in this holding pattern. I don't know yeah, how was, people do that. It was a fight. It was a bit of a fight. If anybody, like, I, I'm lucky I have an understanding of the body and medical system because of my education. But even to someone that does or doesn't have that, if something's not right, deal with it. Don't be shy because worst case scenario, there's something wrong and you fix it or best case scenario, there's nothing wrong and the problem goes away or you find other ways to deal with it. And you either way, like there, there isn't necessarily a bad ending if you learn something and you can help the problem, but you have to advocate for yourself and it's hard. It was hard for me. Yeah. Um, and I know all the right words and verbiage and all that, but it was still a challenge. I'm not going to lie. It was, you get into the face of a doctor who thinks they know everything and you're like no you actually don't you're human like me and I'm mom I know my kid better than anybody yeah and so I'm worried you should be too yeah yeah you should listen and I even as a health professional I tell people you're the parent if you think something is wrong look into it no one knows your kid better than you do yeah did you ever worry that you would be suspected of abuse or neglect I think it crossed my mind a time or two, but I was in a position where I like I took my kid to the doctor and I was like, please take her. Yeah. I don't know what to do. She's broken. <laughs> yeah. I, was just, I, I felt so helpless. Yeah. But anyways. 
And how do you look after you? So you now have a medically compromised husband who's your partner in crime. You've got like a medically fragile kid with nothing but question marks. And then you have two other kids that you're trying to keep alive and healthy. But like, where do you fit into that? And how do you make sure that you're okay? That's It's a really multifaceted question. I had a lot of help. I had a lot of help. And I wasn't afraid to ask for it. Uh, there was a few times where, I'm not going to lie, I had a bit of a breakdown. I sat in the bathroom one night and I bawled my eyes out. And the kids were crying. And go to your room, close the door, and I need an adult timeout. Yeah. And I called the distress line. And I was like, I need to talk. It's like, I'm not going to hurt my kids. I'm not going to hurt myself. But I'm hurting. Yeah. And a lot of people were really great. And like, you know what? Your situation is understandably hard. And I know that there's nothing you're going to be able to do in the interim to make it any better. There's nothing that you can control right now. But focus on the things that you can control. So there was a lot of times where instead of cooking, I ordered skip. And yeah. I was like, I can't. I, I don't have the energy. I don't have the patience. I don't have the time to cook. I don't have the hands free. So, yeah, we're going to order $50 worth of food because... Mm-hmm. In this moment, our sanity is more important than $50. Yeah. yeah. And someone told me that once. They're like, in 20 years from now, when you look back, will you be glad that you cooked that meal or will you be glad that you had extra time with your kids? And we had to function. So there was there were places where I dropped the ball, but I tried to make sure that when I did feel like I was dropping the ball, I forgave myself for it and remembered that there were more important things to worry about. And yeah. I think if anybody else was going through a tough situation, I'd tell them the same thing. Like, focus on what you can control. And when it's not necessary, leave it alone. Find something easier. If you can't cook dinner tonight, so what? Yeah. And I did go to my doctor and I was like, I need some Ativan. I was like, I don't need much, but I need to be able to focus sometimes. I need to be able to, I need to be able to control the way I feel. And I will be careful. Obviously there's always a risk with benzodiazepines, but he gave me 20 to start and I like, since I think the beginning of February, I'm only, I still have nine left. So like I've been oh, wow. very conservative and very, very well managed in terms of control and how much I take. And yeah. so I've been very careful. Yeah. I think everybody has to feel, they feel like they have to be the strongest. They have to be the bravest. They have to, they can't drop the ball. Like they have to be a hundred percent all the time. And that's not true. It really isn't. Yeah. You go into situations thinking that you're not doing yourself any favors you're going to come out weaker not stronger you're going to come out more sad not happy that you managed to make it like it that phrase it's okay to not be okay and it's and that's 100 percent true yeah. and i think more people that understand that the healthier the society will be as a whole yeah i agree wow kayla like it's not even we're not even done 2022 and you've lived a whole lot of it's like 10 years roughly. yeah <laughs> my, my goal was like in the last little while tomorrow's my birthday august 8th and i was oh. like um, you're on it has to be good <laughs> yeah no more bad stuff august 8th is the start of a better rest of the year yeah, yeah. Um, we're not going backwards <laughs> no. oh what are you gonna do for your birthday to celebrate there's a little secret that i can't quite divulge maybe on my instagram in a few days but it's not quite official yet but i have a photo yeah. shoot for it tomorrow so that I'm facing my fears and getting in front of the camera tomorrow instead of behind it. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, and so that news comes out next week. And then dinner and axe throwing with a bunch of girlfriends. Nice. Ooh, so we got some so anger fun. to get rid of. We're going to the axe throwing. I think it's called Battle. Yeah. Anyways, so that's really cool. I'm actually really excited. It's something I've always wanted to try. So. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's a good yeah. way to spend a birthday. 
Oh, yeah. I think for sure. Yeah. We'll have to make sure we keep an eye on your Instagram so we can find out what this exciting stuff is. Yeah. Very exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being so candid and sharing your story. That's a lot. That's more than one person should have to deal with in in such a short time. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And I think we are just very lucky that we have the people in our community and life that support us and love us as much as they do and yeah we're actually more blessed this year than ever yeah that's good that's good thank you for inviting me to share my story that's that means a lot too yeah no of course we'll let you get on with your day have a good dinner with your family and happy birthday happy birthday thank you (laughs) it was really nice to meet you both you too we'll have to talk again soon and do a catch-up looking forward to it (laughs) <laughs> all right bye hey. hey michelle hey carling how are you i am great great kayla thank you so much for being on our podcast absolutely thank you for messaging us and sharing all that craziness with us yeah and i want to is she an, a woman a day alumni a woman a day alumnus is that the right alumnus? Oh, alum, we are women a day alumni sure you know what? Either way. We were all on a woman a day YYC together. Yeah, which is so and nice. It's like a really great Instagram where they showcase a woman a day. Local women a day. Local YYC and women a day. And what they're working on. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. great. And we were featured a couple weeks ago and Kayla was featured last year, I think she yeah. said. And yeah, that was nice to interview someone from the little community. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, we talked about the Patreon at the end of the intro just a little while ago. One thing that we do is we do shout outs. So anybody that joins our $10 tier gets a shout out. So a huge shout out this week goes to Trina. Trina is maybe one of the most lovely humans on the face of the earth. She really is. Our dogs are best friends in real life. And she is just such a dear friend. Love that. And then we also have, I, her name is Deirdre. Right. I say Deirdre. Oh, but is wrong. that spelt differently? No. Deirdre. Deirdre. Is there a Deirdre with an E? I don't know. I've never heard that name. Deirdre? Okay. No, anyway. I think that's a made up name. This person's name is Deirdre. Yes. And I am just so thankful. We are so thankful to have you join our little Patreon yes, community. Thank you so much. Welcome. Yeah. So watch our wet Wednesdays. I'm sorry that the last one, the video was a bit funny. We made up for it. This is the one coming The out, September sure. episode of wet Wednesday is out of this world. Ooh, we're going to hype it up too much. Now. Okay. Yeah. Fair. It's all right. It's, it's all okay. Right. If you <laughs> haven't already, please follow us on all of the socials. Yes. We pretty much look up. I did not sign up for this. And we are there. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, join our Facebook group. Yes. We pose questions. We posted a bunch of photos of who was going to play us in Lifetime movies. Oh, yeah. And had everybody vote. I was a little offended by some of the answers, I got to say. Lindsay did suggest Richard Simmons and Carrot Top. Yeah. But also maybe that's our Halloween outfit. Okay, let's do it. I like it. I'm going to have to get a lot of plastic surgery. It's just like tape and makeup, <laughs> contouring. <Tape. laughs> yeah. All right, well, All I'm excited right. to see you in some short shorts. Oh, it, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great week. Okay. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 